You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. If you haven't got a chance to read it, I think you will be surprised at how much you will enjoy it. But check it out. I think you guys will love it. Also, if you love the show, sub- uh, support the show at Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Still the absolute best way to support this show as an individual if you want to participate in MAGA commerce with our sponsors. Obviously, that is massive for us, but this is for uh, a way for you, the individual, to say, you know what? I don't pay for cable. I don't pay for these other things, but I will spend $5, 10 $20 a month for my subscription to The Dilly Show just because I want to. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Also, the podcast. That's right. This broadcast is available as a podcast bit.ly forward slash dilly show that's bit.ly forward slash dilly show you can all thank magical producer trevor for doing the daily podcast for us it absolutely rocks check it out today all right good morning everybody happy friday october 6th 2023 it's the 6th already my god what a great start to the month president trump in the driver's seat rob desantis He's finally, finally stopped wiping boogers on other people. That's right. Instead, yesterday, spending most of the afternoon wiping boogers on his own face, which is, in fact, an improvement, and we appreciate it. Looks like we also might have a Speaker of the House candidate, President Trump, endorsing Jim Jordan, Republican congressman out of Ohio. Uh, Some MAGA upset about this. Others okay with it. Me, I don't give a fuck. I told you last week, Congress sucks. And doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of difference, especially when they don't have the presidency. So for me, I'm like, eh, I do this. This is what I think of uh, Congress right now. Do I think it's going to be miraculous? Do I think it'll be better than McCarthy? Yeah, I think it'll be. No- I think it'll be noticeably better than McCarthy, but I don't think it's. I just. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. We're going to talk it on on today's broadcast. Also, uh, Laura Loomer, my friend, got out there with uh, Dilly 300 members and were busting balls at the DeSantis event. Very proud of you. Well done, Laura. They lost their uh, minds over that thing. They could not believe the audacity of this, this diminutive little woman disrupting their shitty little soiree with a blowhorn. And they didn't have shit they could do about it other than trespass her and try to give her a ticket. Typical DeSantards, that's what they do. So we're going to talk about that. We also may have to discuss a little Meemaw. Meemaw? Please, God. Please, God, hear me right now requesting that uh, you do, in fact, tell Meemaw Clinton, please, Lord, let Hillary Clinton run for president against Trump. Please. Please, Lord. Oh, my God. I. You want to see? This will be the best chance at winning 48 to 50 states for Trump is if Hillary Clinton is insane enough to run. So everybody pray for that, okay? All right, good. We got a big show. It's gonna be a ton of fun. But first, let's take care of our MAGA commerce. 
kids would study and learn about history, science, art, and literature, where the teachers had values. And the student's education, not indoctrination, came first. A school that cared about a crazy little thing called truth, about teaching kids how to think, not what to think, where the teachers and students were held accountable. Hard work was expected from everyone and rewarded. But somehow, somewhere along the way, Something went wrong. The culture went crazy, and the teachers got weird. God and country were cast aside, and our kids were being conditioned. Most schools have gotten downright dangerous, but now there's a better way. With Gideon math and reading, the favorite curriculum used by homeschool parents, individualized learning programs that work, so kids can catch up, keep up, and stay ahead. The Gideon method is self-paced and focused on helping kids build foundational skills. Our curriculum emphasizes traditional values like family, integrity, honesty, and hard work, and no woke vocabulary or agenda. Gideon students connect virtually for this paper and pencil program, where proper placement, high standards, and consistency breed success. At Gideon, kids build confidence through mastery. Give your kids the best and contact Gideon today. That's right. You guys know how much I love and appreciate sponsor Dr. Janine Mathis, who uh, runs the uh, GideonMathAndReading.com forward slash Warminster program. This is ideal for all of you. Any of you who've got children or grandchildren, you need to take a serious look at this, especially uh, if they're in their formative years, whether you're in elementary school, middle school or high school. I promise you're going to thank me for having reached out in and uh, started uh, getting your kids working with Dr. Janine Mathis. She's got more than 30 years of success in education and technology industries. And honestly, there's no woke nonsense. It's a program that's going to be uh, suitable for, for all kids, K through 12. Uh, virtual or on-site learning options are available. Virtual is not just digital content. It's an actual personal instruction with a teacher, just like on-site. So it's, it's a video and the whole nine. Very flexible scheduling. There's no risk to give them a try. The evaluation is free. Your very first session is free. There's no contract to sign. And for the Dilly 300, the $50 registration fee is also waived, okay? That's right. There's no registration uh, fee at all if you use promo code Dilly. Promo code Dilly is going to get you free registration. But I really hope you guys will take a hard look at this. And uh, whether your kids are doing well in school or falling behind, uh, she can work with them regardless. You can advance them even further ahead or catch them back up and, and make sure they never fall behind again. GideonMathAndReading.com forward slash Warminster. That's GideonMathAndReading.com forward slash Warminster. Promo code Dilly. Check them out today. Hi, this is Beardo over at Beard That Coffee. What's wrong with America today is that Americans are putting convenience over values. 
We need to start thinking about our dollar as a vote. We need to start using those dollars to support companies that believe in our values and aren't afraid to take a stand. That's us at Beardvet Coffee. We're not another pretend conservative company that puts a pew-pew on the packaging to take a line with our principles. We don't identify as America first, we live America first. We're vet-founded, vet-focused, and obviously bearded. So, if you haven't had a cup of beard vet, buy a bag, help us continue to support veteran charities every month. And as we always say, stay awake, not woke. That's right, Beardo. Thank you for that. Beardvet.com. The seasons are changing and so is your palate. Do not hesitate to start stocking up, my friends. It's damn good coffee with a focus, as you know, on veteran Patriots, attention's all Americans. Are you tired of sacrificing your values for convenience? Of course you are. And the truth is, actually, you know what? That that tagline used to be good. I gotta tell you, fellas, your your shipping is too fast for this to not be convenient. Like the tagline makes sense, but not really. Your fulfillment is too good. And since you fulfill damn near same day, uh, you can throw this the fuck out as far as uh, sacrificing convenience because there is no sacrifice of values or convenience when you get beardvet.com. It's true. Beardvet coffee, not only you're going to place your order and these guys are going to get your coffee into your hands within days, very quickly, and you're going to be able to stock up on some of the best coffee in America. I, I challenge you to find better coffee. Honestly, good luck. Fucking go ahead and try it. And if you're sick of funding companies that are at war with traditional American family values, which they all are because they're fucking woke cunts, well, it's time to take a stand and stop supporting corporations that hate you. The thing about BeardVet is it's a superior product with an array of different flavors, perfect for the fall season. That's a tremendous value. They're, mar- they're, they're marketed way below other uh, gourmet brands. And the, and the thing is, as soon as you hit purchase, you're going to feel great about it because you know your money just went to badass MAGA Americans. Like, you don't even have to second guess that shit. You just place your order and go, fuck yeah, I just helped America today while also ordering my favorite coffee that is superior to all this other crap. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk, baby. That's right. Our focus from day one has been supporting veterans and veteran charities, and it's true. And that's why I get to go and hang out with them so much because they're constantly on the road doing veteran charity events. It's really, really a special uh, organization you got here. That's right. Based in Texas, established in 2017 by badass U.S. Marine veteran Beardo. No, I'm not using your real name. Fuck you. Beardo. And uh, fastest growing American first coffee company in the market today. Check them out today, you guys. Promo code Dilly's going to get you 10% off. Beardvet.com. You know all about it. Beardvet.com, promo code Dilly for 10% off. All right, first and foremost, we got to get to some serious business. We'll have fun eventually. It's going to be a fun show. It's a Friday show, but we must take a moment because my very good friend who I'm very concerned about is in the hospital right now. That is my uh, very, very close friend, Jason Whitley, J-Dub. He runs the Dilly fan chat on Telegram. He is in the hospital right now recovering and uh, he had emergency surgery at 2 a.m. last night for a ulcer he was unaware of. And so everybody knows J-Dub. He's the fucking man. Uh, he's a very good friend of mine. I love this guy like a brother. And uh, he's down for the count right now. He got in uh, you know, got in around 2 a.m. at the hospital. He thought it was a different issue. He thought, it was, he thought maybe it was kidney stones. Turns out he didn't know uh, he had an ulcer that was a problem. And they had to... 
they had to cut him open and and uh, repair that. Now, thankfully, his wonderful mother, Nancy Ann, uh, did reach out to me this morning, gave me the update, said he is in recovery. They've they, he's in the hospital. He's sealing. He's you know he's good. Like it's still intensive care, but he is in recovery, uh, and we feel real confident he's going to make a full full recovery. But I hope you guys uh, will just say a prayer for him. Obviously, he's a he is Dilly three hundred to his core. And, uh, and we obviously are very concerned about him, but I believe he's going to be good. I believe he will be good. Okay. It's a, it's a fucked up situation, but long-term he'll be, he's going to turn out just fine. So there you go. Someone that uh, someone's complaining about flickering above my head. I don't have a green screen. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You talking about this? This is distracting you. Oh, is it upsetting you? Is that upsetting you? Okay. I'll definitely move it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fucking moving it. That is. It's my keychain. It's my keychain. Yeah. Is it? Is it distracting you? Up there. How we? It's put. It's put up there. It's actually not supposed to be up there. I just put it up there to keep it safe. There. We'll put it right here. Boop, boop, there we go. How's that? Is that better? You still see it. It's like right there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I think I hung that thing up there to keep it safe. The cleaning lady is getting a little aggressive around my desk. I gotta, I'm going to have to have a conversation with her. I love that lady, but a little aggressive around the desk, moving shit. And I preemptively was like, I need to you know, stuff that thing away and keep it safe. Right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Shout out to uh, J-Dub, dude. Get better. Feel better. I command you. <laughs> I demand it, you son of a bitch. Fucking heal up fast. Get your ass out of the doctor's office, hospital. He uh, he fought with them. They wouldn't fucking... Uh, he was, was refusing a COVID test, and they would not do surgery until he took one. And dude was in massive pain, and he was fucking arguing with them. And finally, finally... He, uh, he had to submit, he obviously didn't have COVID, but they were like, you got to take a COVID test. He's like, fuck you, I'm not taking it. Hey, he fought with him, middle of the night, immense pain, fucking ulcer, immense pain. And he ends up being like, fine. They wouldn't cut him open. They wouldn't even fucking, they were like, we will not, we will not perform surgery. He's like, you fucking Nazis, fine. Yeah, they strong armed him. They strong armed him into a test. Fortunately for him, he uh, obviously didn't have it. and It was no big deal, but still pretty funny. Also, shout out to Jay Scott memes for that opening meme today. My God, that thing was fire. It's a good one. Dude, I just want to hang out today. I'm debating whether we should give Randy shit right now. I'm going to tell you why. Can you guys hear Randy? Is that is the mic picking it up? Everybody, shh, everybody be quiet and tell me if, if the mic is picking up Randy. Can you guys hear? Anything? Can you hear anything? Is it just total silence for you guys? Boom. Yep. Colby got it.
She's steam cleaning. Everybody's like, I hear something. She already knows. She already knows she's going to get shit. So, while, while me and the audience appreciate that you're out there vacuuming, we can all fucking hear it. It's going through my microphone, so you're done, okay? And I will hide your vacuum next time during my show if this happens again. Honey, we had a conversation. We, we had one, remember? I know. And you, you lied. You, went, you reneged on the deal. I'm sorry. Okay, you're done, though, because the audience is like, what's the sound? Is Randy vacuuming? I'm like, yes. Yes, my fucking wife is vacuuming while I do a broadcast from... Yeah, you're not anymore. You're not. Love you. Right. You're done. Thank you. You could do it the old-fashioned way on your hands and knees if it makes you feel more, like, authentic. So. Make you feel more authentic. It's a workout. I will authentically not do that. <laughs> I love you, babe. Uh, thank you, Beardo. Hey, so I, I cleaned up the beard a little bit today, and Randy didn't like it. She liked it more frizzy. So I, I actually barely touched it. I just had to get a couple flyaways, kind of like little little flyaways right but i feel like we gotta let it just keep growing and uh shout out to, to karen and her wonderful husband who uh sent me a beard kit like it was like a grooming kit like like the actual machines and shit so um appreciate you yeah appreciate you i just cleaned up a little bit on the sides and kind of just and just did a little like just little mild shit but randy's like i like the Randy likes it like a little more fucking, Rrr! so I'll just let it grow again. It's a, you know, it takes a couple days, so. Yeah, she was like, you shouldn't, she goes, don't shape it again, just leave it, or go to your bar barber, I like the way he does it, I said, okay, honey. I don't know, whatever, we'll let it keep going. We'll let it keep going. She likes the shape, is what she said. I like the shape that the barber does. I said, okay, I'll go to the barber in a week or two. And we'll do that, right? So there we go. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about this. This is important, I think. Uh, well, I could do my deal. I'll do Dillian a while in a minute. I want to get into this first, though, okay? Because I feel like this is relevant and uh, important. Hold on, where is it at? All right. Because there's, there's a lot of conjecture, right? Arguing about this. And I kind of want to give my two cents on it before I get to roll it into the show. Hogman, I'll appreciate it. It's news. So, Congressman Jim Jordan has been a star long before making his very successful journey to Washington, D.C., representing Ohio's 4th Congressional District. Respected by all, he is now chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. And as president, I had the honor of presenting Jim with our country's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So much is learned from sports. Jim was a master. While attending Graham High School, he won state championships all four years, a rarity, and compiled an amazing 156-1 record. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, Jim became a two-time NCAA Division I wrestling champion. He won his 1985-1986 NCAA championship matches in his weight class. Jim has a master's degree in education from Ohio State University and a law degree from Capital University. He is strong on crime, borders, our military vets, and Second Amendment. Jim, his wife, Polly, and family are outstanding. He will be a great Speaker of the House and has my complete and total endorsement. 
in my opinion, that's the end of the conversation. That's the end, in my opinion. Now, you're going to say what you say, and you're going to feel what you feel because you feel things. But in my opinion, I don't believe that you need any more conversation beyond this. I think that I know people have met Jim Jordan behind the scenes. He's a very nice man. He a little naive on some things. Other things, he can be very, very strong. I think you have to be honest about what you've got right now, which is you have essentially a gutless Congress, okay? What you need to know about the Congress right now is it ain't gonna get shit done because you don't have the Senate and you don't have the presidency, okay? So, in my opinion, I don't... I. Do I love the pick? I guess. I don't really care. I, I told you last week, and I stand by what I told you. I think all of Congress is trash. And I didn't mean one or two. I just thought the whole fucking thing is trash. I think it's uh, it's a quaint and, and ridiculous system uh, uh, as far as the way that they're operating it right now. I think the rules have been changed and manipulated so much that it barely, you know, is... is uh, even recognizable from the original version of what Congress was supposed to be. Um, so you can say all the things and you can have all the things and reasons why you don't like him and you shouldn't support him, but you're not going to get anybody better. Trump's not going to fucking do it. Um, I don't think that's really viable. And frankly, as somebody who's working his ass off to get him elected president, I don't want him to take his eye off the ball. He needs to be president of the United States, not going into Congress and figuring out how to maneuver. Um, so really all this is, is just sort of a, it's like putting a pin in it. Uh, McCarthy sucked. McCarthy was still working against America and MAGA. I feel like Jim Jordan, if the only thing he does is stagnate and stall for a year, that's huge. Like if the only thing that Jim Jordan does is get in there and just, not fucking do almost anything and just drag shit out and continue to focus on the Hunter Biden shit and all the other stuff that he was involved with. If he just does that while tabling everything else, we'll win. Like that's the, that's the reality is you're not going to get some incredible laws passed because the Senate will kill him anyway and Biden won't sign him. So I don't think it matters. I think it, the only thing that matters is somebody that, it's not about passing good legislation. It's just about fucking killing all the bad legislation. So I think that's, that's what you have to come to terms with. If Jim Jordan just gets in there and blunts the fucking passing of funding bills for Biden, we win. Okay? You're not going to save shit. There's not going to be any repairs done. Even like the Congress is not going to solve the border. And especially not Jim Jordan. Nobody is. Not the Congress, not the Senate. The White House actually seems to be stepping up because they're like, oh, we fucked up. But I, I think you've got to really, really be honest with yourselves about who is in D.C. right now and what you can and can't get. Okay? So I, I think you're not going to get the legislation you want, which just 
take that right, right out the gate. You're not getting what you want. So then what's the next thing you can do to save America if you can't get what you want? You can kill everything you don't want in the house. So that's the real move here. It's just somebody who goes, no, I'm not bringing it to a floor vote. I'm not bringing it to a vote. If he just takes all of the Democrat and rhino legislation and takes it from being a three-month negotiation to a nine-month, we all win. We all fucking win if he just kills this damn thing. Okay, just, okay, just slow. Oh, I'll, I'll take a look. Oh, I'll change that. Yeah, I'm not going to bring it to a vote this month. Maybe next time. Maybe next session. So I think that's about as much as you can hope for. Um, I, I, I think that one of the biggest mistakes that MAGA continuously makes is getting hopes, too, too high of hopes for any congressional members. Another thing that my wife and I were discussing is that modern politics and politicians have morphed into celebrity hoes. And that's why they act the way they do. They forgot they work for you. And so that they act like little hoes that want to basically be like, I'll do what I want when I feel like it. But they forget the only reason they have a paycheck is because people like you and me work our asses off. So I think you got to keep your pimp hand strong with all these motherfuckers, which is why I'm not nice to any of them. And I know it rubs people the wrong way because like, what about this guy? Like Matt Gates? people got, were bothered by my, my words about Matt Gates, and I stand by every syllable. He's a fucking politician that works for me and not a goddamn thing he did this year mattered until this week. Respect, he stepped up, but let's not sit here and fucking pretend that for the last nine months, we're all like, holy shit, thank God he wrote that thing that we fucking just did. Like there was none of that, right? So no disrespect, but I don't like Congress and I don't like the politicians in it. And I don't think that they should be treated well. I think they should be treated like fucking dirt, frankly, until they, they change their, their entire approach. And the more that they go out and act like celebrity hoes, and the more that they go out and have that indifference to the American public and what they have to say, the more I will continue to treat them with total contempt. So I hope you guys know this. Like, it's not that I'm personally don't, I don't know them. I'm sure they're very nice. But as an institution, it'd be like being a good employee at BlackRock. I'm like, yeah, you're cool. We drank beers together. But what the fuck are you doing besides destroying my country? And that's sort of why I'm the way I am towards them. Um, now, that being said, I also believe in training congressmen the same way you train your dog. We reward good behavior, period. Not, not the way Biden trains his dog, because that fucker just punches and kicks his animals, which is why his dogs all bite people, because he's just so abusive. Anyway, set that aside. The bottom line is, I treat congressmen good and they get a snack from Dilly only when they actually do shit that I can see and feel. But anything short of them working for me, I treat them like dirt. I ignore them. I pretend they like, yeah, you're there. Go fucking lay down. Go fucking lay down. I don't want to. I don't know. No, no, no. You've been bad. You're not doing anything. You're just walking around, eating, sleeping, shitting. You're not playing. You're not entertaining me. You're not keeping me. No, you fucking. I, as soon as you start doing the shit I'm teaching you to do, then I'll give you some attention. That's how I treat them. And that's, I'm going to keep treating them that way, by the way, because I, I think that that's, it's a better model long term. And it's not even really that I'm just trying to train the congressman how to fucking, uh, you know, seal clap and shit and behave themselves. I'm trying to tr uh, teach MAGA and other journalists and other influencers the way they tr should treat these people. As somebody who gets a, a, a very unique perspective behind the scenes, 
I can tell you most people fangirl over politicians. They treat them like they just met somebody on the fucking red carpet that's a celebrity. There's only two politicians I've ever met that I went, okay, that holy fuck. One was Trump, the other was Carrie Lake. Everybody else, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Oh, are you? Oh, you're special. You're a congressman. Like, I don't care. Um, I don't think those are particularly interesting or special. So I would like to try to get people back to an aggressive, almost indifference about their representatives where their lines are very clear. And this is one of the things they play the game with. They play, here's what politicians like to gaslight uh, Americans about. It, it, and it's, it's not that it's even not true. It's that it needs to change, which is things move slow in the swamp. It's true. It, it, they do. It trade, it takes incredibly long, but that's a human condition and you can change that. But the only way you can change it is by freezing them the fuck out when they're not doing what you need them to do. No promotion, no memes, no special shit, no fucking highlight like, oh, you're special. You're, it's like, you're fucking dirt until you do something that me and my kids can tell the difference. Unless you do that, get the fuck out of my office, essentially is the way you should be treating them. And I'm trying to get people to buy into this because what'll happen is, and this is a bipartisan effort. If you can get them all to understand, oh my God, no one's gonna talk to us, give us attention, and therefore give us uh, you know, fucking reelection votes and money, um, unless we work, holy shit, we should all get back to work. You have to change that mentality because right now you're rewarding them for just talking. Like you're not rewarding them for doing legislation. You're rewarding them for being like, well, I believe in the Constitution and these are Marxists and blah, 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 blah. Look, dude, I'm not a congressman. If all I did was what I do on this show and I was a congressman, I'd expect you to think I was a cunt because that's not what you're paying me to do. But as it is, I'm not a congressman. I'm a guy, this is my job, this is what I do. I mix entertainment and news and everything together. But congressman, you're there to shit, make shit fucking happen, to defend America and to make sure we don't go bankrupt and also to make sure that those who need money have got it uh, so we can direct it and kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're there for. So when you're not doing those jobs, you shouldn't be treated well at all. Any of them, not one. And the thing is, as congressman, you almost need to, you need to start lumping them all together. You know, they try to separate themselves out by having these little cutesy fucking names. Like, well, my coalition of fucktards are this. Well, mine, we stand on this. Oh, this group over here are that. It's like, you're part of Congress. You're one cohesive bullshit unit who fucking sucks collectively. You fail collectively. So I don't care that seven of you got together and started rubbing each other's dicks and calling yourself freedom fighters. You're fucking, you're just as useless as the other 400 and some odd members. You all are supposed to be working together. So I'm not gonna give the seven fucking special freedom fucks some kind of rose because they got, oh, we got over fucking voted 400 to seven or whatever the fuck it is. And then we're all like, oh man, reelect them. It's like, why? You couldn't get anybody else to join you. This is what people forget. You Congressmen who can't negotiate are useless. Like, and this is what I, I think a lot of people don't understand. And this is why Trump made the comment he did before McCarthy was ousted. If you can't negotiate, and if you don't understand what a negotiation is, then you're useless. A, 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 a negotiation in the House of Representatives 
is taking your stuff and your ideals, your big giant list, and going and sitting down with the opposite side or other members of your fucking, you know, in your own party and going, here's what I need to do to get my constituents to be what they need and be happy. What things do you need? If you can't sit down and start having that back and forth dialogue and, and arriving at, and you're gonna have to give up shit. That's another thing that Americans and a lot of MAGA kind of are up their own ass about. You don't wanna give anything up, but that's not the art of the deal. The key is to give up shit you don't actually care about. You can give things up as long as you're not giving up the most critical portions of your platform. So in my opinion, being totally useless as a negotiator is the same as giving up a ton of shit. I hope this makes sense. You have to find a way to make tangible progress until the country changes organically. But if you go there and you're just like, I'm a roadblock and nothing changes and you're not able to negotiate, you really are not a very good Congress member. This is the truth. It's, and a lot of people are starting to wake up to what I've said. MAGA is the beginning of the movement, not the end. In order to change the country in a holistic and real tangible way, MAGA had to push that fucking giant boulder up a mountain. But once it gets over the other side and starts rolling downhill, what happens is as the next generation of voters come along, they're having higher and higher standards for themselves and also their elected officials. It's all a, a slow conditioning change culturally. But you have to get, you have to abandon the idealistic uh, view of thing. You have to say, okay, look, you have people in your district that are dying because of X, Y, and Z. I have people in my district that are dying because of X, Y, and Z. What can we do to find a way to, to motivate and pass legislation that solves both these problems so we're no longer partisan cunts. And this is part of, you can't be successful not knowing how to, how to negotiate. Donald Trump would sit you down and say, you can't win living in life this way. Rarely ever, for those of you, as much as it feels good to take a virtue stand, ah, I shall not bend. Feels great, I'm principled. Kick me in the dick. It feels awesome. But being a principled loser means you're still a fucking loser. And Donald Trump is the only Republican I've seen in 50 fucking years that understood that. Donald Trump knew. He's like, you have to negotiate. You just have to be better at it. It's giving up something you really didn't mind. Something you could live with. I can live with that. Boom. Done. I can live with that. Boom. Done. Move on to the next thing. And that's, that's sort of the mindset that you need in Congress. And I don't think Jim Jordan has it. I don't think Jim Jordan could negotiate himself out of a fucking wet paper bag. But for the next 10 to 11, 12 months, I think Jim Jordan could probably get in the way of a lot of bad legislation, a lot of funding on shit that we don't want to see. And for now, for now, that'll be a victory. So that's just kind of how I'm feeling about that one. Um, also, shout out to uh, Beard Vet. My, I, they apparently sent me goodies too. So I got Beard, Beard Vet box that just arrived. I seen it. I didn't get to open it yet, but it's sitting right there. Very cool. It's exciting. Kangris. Ah, it's Kangris. Uh-huh. 
All right. Well, we started with the, the congressional discussion because I felt like it was the most important. But now we've got to do a very little, uh, a brief, albeit important, Dilly in the Wild. Motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. People put in stickers on their cars. Relax your brain, it's up my dick and lick my balls. That's right, here we go. Stronger fitness uh, goodies have arrived, and the feedback I continue to get from everybody who's dealing with any kind of ailments or boo-boos or preemptive, uh, in pre- uh, you know, preventative, everybody loves Stronger Fitness. And why wouldn't they? Stronger Fitness uh, does a great job. And I love when you guys send me pictures of your haul from our sponsors. So that's a special one. I also like this because this is, uh, this pretty much is about as dilly show as it gets. Meat. Fucking meat, everybody. Enjoy your meat. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. There's your meat. And lastly, this is a really a good one. Dilly 300 member was on the ground yesterday being a fucking badass with one of our good friends of the Dilly show, Laura Loomer. <laughs> they were en route to kick some ass and take some names, and that's exactly what they did. I thought that was a really great picture, and we'll we'll be showing those clips here shortly. We'll be showing those clips shortly. There you go. Okay. Some of you guys, I don't know what the fuck to say to you. Someone said to me in the chat, oh, I got to negotiate with Marxists. Fuck. All right. It's a Friday, so I'll take the time to educate you. I have news for you. Most of the people representing you actually scratch that. Most of the fucking people you deal with every day don't actually have any sort of like true north they don't really have some kind of like legit integrity that they're committed to you understand me they don't they don't have like like when you say they're marxists which is not even incorrect by the way they don't think they're marxists most of these people aren't committed to anything they don't know what the fuck they're doing they're just trying to all they're trying to do is keep their little plot of shitty land that they've achieved you understand me? Most of these congressional members, if you came in and you showed them the data and you went, okay, by switching from the Democrat Party to the Republican Party and pretending to be a freedom-fighting American, you will go up eight points in your district and never lose re-election. They'd all switch overnight. Do you know that? So many of you guys don't get like human condition. Everything for you is very simplistic and binary. Well, there's a, it's a socialist because they think they can win being socialists and get paid to do it. But they're not, they're not like, oh man, I fucking went to school. I studied a hell of books and I figured out, my God, socialism is it. That's not the case. They're not as radical as you think. They're just weak and easily controlled because they're like, what's the, the path of least resistance for my career in my life? How do I keep my shitty little bit of fame and how do I keep my shitty little bit of money? And what they do is they look and they go, okay, that's how I'll do it. 
So why does that matter in a negotiation? When you're not dealing with an ideologue, it means the person is super malleable and easily, easily moved around. The other thing you have to remember is the number one person that was keeping the Democrat coalition together, one of them just died. And the other one is on her way out. I'm telling you right now, if you've ever wondered how come Democrats all stick together, it was two tyrannical whores that did it. Dianne Feinstein ruled with an iron fucking fist over the Democrat party and Nancy Pelosi. And a lot of you forget this. They're old, they're aging out. And there used to be a time in this country when Republicans and Democrats came together consistently to find solutions for their constituents. It wasn't abnormal. So when you say to me, we got to get in there and we got to fight into the death. And it's like, not really. You've got to get smarter than your opponent. You have to push on them over time to change them, slowly modifying their behavior. This goes for all of these people. It, it will work, but you're, you're going to make me argue with you. You're going to make me argue with you because you know more than I do, right? You definitely look at this more than I do. The new batch isn't any better, dude. All right. You're going to fucking make it do it. Okay. Smart ass. You want to fucking push back on it? Name the fucking Democrat in Congress right now who's replacing Pelosi whose family is organized crime and mafia. Name one. Go ahead and fucking name one. Since you wanted to do it, you wanted to argue about it. Name fucking one. I have to keep dealing with you fucking people. Go on. You're not smart enough to shut the fuck up and learn something, so you have to be smart. So go ahead and be smart for me. Name one fucking member of Congress right now who is youthful, whose family is organized crime. Just name one. You, I'm going to use your fucking name in about three seconds if you don't give me an answer. You wanted to, I have to argue with fucking chat. Name one, smartass. You study this. Name the next generation of organized crime in Congress. Name the people. Because I can name the ones that are, that are senior and they're old as fucking dying. None. That's right. That means you can hold your fucking L. So when you tell me that they're just as bad, no, they're not, dude. No, they're not. Do you know what it takes to achieve power? You have to have people behind you willing to fucking do dirty shit. Real power is not just influence. It's the, it's the threat, but it's the follow through. Nancy Pelosi could actually destroy your life. Hillary Clinton could actually fucking end your life. Feinstein could end your life. Do you understand me? There, you don't have that coming up. And no, not Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom was only related to Nancy Pelosi by marriage and they're not even, it's not by marriage anymore. So they're not even blood. So Gavin's family isn't the bloodline of the mafia. They, I'm, I'm trying to teach you something right now. They don't have the big scary hammer that comes down and crushes your life. You've got ideological fucking milk toast pussies in Congress and that's it. I'm trying to get people to understand something. Evil comes from a certain place. And it's cultivated over fucking decades. 
having like, look, think of it this way. I'll put it in other philosophical terms for you. If good times make weak men, it's, uni it's even across the board. Do you understand? If good times make weak men, which is what you've had since the 50s, you've had good times basically since World War II ended, and it made a, a generations thereafter, every generation after was weaker and weaker and weaker. It's distributed evenly. This is why Alex Soros will never be as evil as George. This is why Hillary Clinton's daughter Chelsea will never be as evil as Chelsea. Some of you don't understand how the fuck any of these things work. And I'm trying to teach you, but I have to keep stopping to argue with you. Having, just like having heroes comes from a certain place. Good times make weak men and it's distributed evenly across the board, <coughs> including, including evil men. There's a shift occurring. Your next generation, even if they currently shared those values of socialist, whatever, it's not, it's not as, as deep for them. It's just not. They don't have the stomach for it. I try to tell you this. Like, really, what's the future of the Democrat Party, guys? What's the future look like? AOC, that's your formidable opponent, is a fucking bartender. Some of you cucks are worried about having to negotiate with AOC. You don't think you could out-negotiate AOC? Really? I've been trying to teach you since 2018, it's a war of attrition. You're doing the heavy, heavy pushing right now. It'll keep speeding up and it's gonna continue to accelerate. And every time a Feinstein or a McCain or a Bush or a Carter, your next buddy, punches their fucking ticket, it takes a little bit less leverage out of that, that whole entity. I'm still having the same fucking people argue on uh, on YouTube. I know it'd be shocking, right? They control the DOJ. They put in corrupt judges. You can remove judges like this. Trump can fire judges. You can remove a bunch of people. You can fire a bunch of attorney generals. You can fire a bunch of fucking lawyers. Anything lawfare related is actually easier to solve. You just don't know it because you don't know shit. It's always somebody that's like, but it's, what I'm trying to tell you is your fear and your fucking pessimism and you don't even understand how it works well enough to be afraid. You know how fucking ignorant that sounds? Like I hate having to be an asshole to fans, but do you know how fucking dumb you sound being not knowing how something works and then being afraid of it anyway? Like I at least get educated on the subject so you understand legitimate fear versus fucking essentially just somebody trying to gaslight you. Trying to get you to be like, oh, well, look at the way this is how it always has been. It's like, well, yeah, until it's not. Do you want to see? Here's a prime example of like in 1987, if I had told you that the fucking day uh, Hugh Hefner kicked the bucket, Playboy was going to be essentially DOA forever. You'd have argued with me. 
Like some of you simple fucks would have argued with me and I'd have told you, as soon as he was gone, the whole thing is gone. And you'd have been, what? No way, it's powerful. Look how much money in circulation. and blah, 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 blah. But you don't know shit. Sometimes there are entities that are just, they're the will of man. It's one man who's great. And whether you like him or not, he had a vision for what he wanted to create. And when he's gone, the vision went away. And now Playboy doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. But you're afraid. You're afraid. Can you imagine being afraid of Alex Soros? Jesus fucking Christ. Or AOC. You don't know. You don't understand how even the human condition works. It doesn't work that way. Thank you, Trevor. Look at Apple products since Jobs died. How innovative have those been? They've been essentially be fucking, they've been uh, regurgitating the same shit now for a decade. Nothing innovative. It's a war of attrition because the people who dominated are dying and their kids are twinks. I don't know what to tell you. It's just the way it is. What about the judge in New York trying to punish Trump? What about him? What about it? What do I have to explain? It's a civil case. It's going to go to the appellate court or the appellate court. It's going to go to the appellate court and it's going to get overturned and no one's going to give a shit. Next question. If we have a clean election, you know shut the fuck up. You're done. You know what? I'm willing to bet you don't work fucking uh, the, uh, the actual uh, fucking election day. I bet you don't do shit civically. Yep, you're done. That lady's gone. If we had clean elections, shut the fuck up. If you got off your fat ass and actually got involved. How about that? Trev, I'm, I'm done with those people on YouTube. No, AOC is not a mafia gangster and neither is the brother fucker. Holy fuck. Never mind. We're getting back to the show. Retards have taken over YouTube. Oy vey. So I let myself dragged in the weeds. I was, try I was trying to be accommodating to answer questions from the audience. And then you just realize maybe we just don't answer questions from YouTube. Because they're fucking retarded. What about clean elections? What are you doing to fix it? I don't know. Complaining to you. Fucking bitch. Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I mean? And you like, it's always, and I guarantee you those people are from the generation that conquered earth. And they're like, we don't know how to fix it. Man, I was like, no shit. I know you don't know how to fix it. You dumb fuck. You're the one who did it. You're the one who sat on your fat ass, letting it happen. Like, it, <laughs> The people that sat by and let their peers ass fuck the world are telling me how to fix the problem. Like, can we just all appreciate the irony of this? Like, ah, you had 60 years to stop your friends, family, coworkers, and fucking classmates from destroying the United States of America. And now you're gonna crop up fucking 50 years later and be like, you know what you young people need to do? It's like, you know what you need to do? Shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up, grandma. I'm gonna show you how to fix it. You shut the fuck up because you don't know shit. Because if you knew shit, you wouldn't let it happen in the first place. You can't even fucking fathom what's inside my head. <laughs> like, you gave us fucking Mark Levin and fucking Sean Hannity. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear what you have to say. 
I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to hear what your opinion is because you gave away the farm. You think I'm going to give away the farm? I'm going to teach you how to fucking win. You don't know how to fucking win. You don't know how to fucking win. You have no clue how to win. You've been getting your dick fucking kicked every day for 50 fucking years. All you've done is master losing and making excuses for it. It's the conservative Republican fucking way. Your entire slogan is lose with class, lose with grace. Be a fucking a good loser. Shut the fuck up. I'm a terrible loser, which is why I don't do it very often. I make it a point not to fucking lose because I'm not good at losing. I'm great at winning, though. These fucking people, some of you, listen to me. This is for everybody. If you don't actually know what the fuck you're talking about, like look in the mirror right now. Is, anybody can do it. You just go over and you look in the mirror and go, do I know what the fuck I'm talking about? Have I really got that much of a grip on what's happening in the world? Does my life reflect somebody who's really got a firm grip on shit? Do I feel good? Is my life good? Am I successful? Do I have fucking dreams I'm chasing down? Because if you don't, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's really simple. You just look in the mirror and go, I don't think I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. Look straight down. Can you see your fucking toes? You can't. Shut the fuck up. Just look out. You haven't. We're clearly we're struggling somewhere. I don't want to hear it. And just fucking hop on your fucking bank account right now. Ooh, negative 12. Maybe I'll shut the fuck up now. Maybe I'll get really quiet until I learn how to make this not happen like that anymore. Fucking lonely ass going to bed, crying and shit, talking to other people about how to fucking be happy. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Where's your love? I don't have love. Where'd your love go? I never had love. Okay, shut the fuck up. Just shut the you fucking quiet. Why do you think when I met Trump, I was like, it's very nice to meet you, sir. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. Say some things. This is what I do in the presence of greatness. I get really quiet. I'm like, hey, I don't know anything compared to you. I'm going to be quiet now. Please teach me something. I, I don't know what's going. I don't know shit, sir. Just, I'm going to be quiet. I'll speak at the point that I think is appropriate or when you prompt me, but I'm going to be quiet now. Instead, instead, the entire Republican Party and the newbies that meander into my fucking show come in with opinions, and they're the opinions of fucking losers. They're people that don't know how to win. But you want to tell me how to win. You know, the guy that built his entire life from his fucking house, being a full-time dad? They're going to let me know how to win. I didn't even leave my house to win, motherfucker. You want to tell me how to win? I'm sitting behind a desk inside my fucking house. What are you doing? <laughs> like, fucking, have the sense. Know where you're at. Look around you. I'm not doing this show from a cell phone anymore. <laughs> like, we built this from the corner of a bedroom on a cell phone. I might know a little something about the human condition and winning. Ah. I know it went by fast and you might be feeling some kind of way but you know what I'm gonna make you feel better arcananaturals.com is back oh my god it's fall it's the fall collection and everybody loves it family-owned small business specializing in clean natural makeup and bath and body care using only the finest herbs 
herbs. In the makeup world, did they say it as herbs or herbs? Is that a good herb or is it a herb? Anyway, I'm going to choose to go with herbs. Herbs and oils and other healthy ingredients in our formulas. That's right. Our products perform better than well-known luxury brands and are cleaner and healthier for you. For the ladies, our famous peptide-infused lipsticks and glosses give you soft, smooth, full lips and a rainbow of flattering color options. True. Grab the Lip Duo Bundle deal for big savings. Features a lipstick and a lip gloss in your color choice. Mmm, that's right. For the gentlemen, you can grow a beard like Dilly, which mine is not the best example, but you can keep it suave. Suave? 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 Rico. Rico suave. And comfortable with our natural beard products. Starting at just 10 bucks, they're a great value. We make something for everyone, even your pets. You make makeup for fucking pets? Are you shitting me? Oh my God. Shop our different collections and keep an eye out for our new fall special that's coming very soon. ArcanaNaturals.com. ArcanaNaturals.com. Promo code Dilly10 for 10% off. Everything except for the bundles. Promo code Dilly10. And without any further ado, Randy's booty. If you've ever wanted to put rouge on your dog, hmm? that's right. Yeah, that's what I said, Randy. Dog shampoo. That's what I said. I wasn't insist. I wasn't inferring that they actually put lipstick or lip gloss on your pets. <laughs> no shampoo. It's shampoo. People still hate that about me, and I don't know why. Like the rant that I just did will piss off tons of people, but it's really weird because it's honestly. To me, one of the most generic and simple things to understand. Just know what room you're in. Know, know what, who you're sitting with and know what your, what your limitations are. I believe it's herbs. It's herbs. Dude, the funniest thing ever from yesterday's show was when I was talking about the fucking artist that likes to graffiti people's houses and, and Trevor was... I rate in my YouTube chat about me saying it incorrectly. It was talking about Banky, obviously. I had tears rolling down my cheeks and no one else was laughing at it but me because I thought it was the funniest shit ever. I just was like, kept saying it and I'd glance over and I'd see all the corrections and I'd say it again and look away like I didn't know what was happening and I'd glance back. I'd look away and I'd look back and I'd be like, Banky! And then they'd be like, correction, they're doing it again. <laughs> There's nothing funnier to me than pretending to be mildly retarded on the show, only to have like thousands of people trying to fix it. Because it's funny to me. I, like, I think it's funny, the, the little, you know, it's like, and I, I do it because I think it's funny. No one else will <laughs> think it's funny, but I think it's fucking hilarious. Randy's so mad right now. I do it to Randy constantly. I do it to Randy sometimes when we're arguing because she will stop to correct my, my mistakes, and I think it's funny. It's what you do all the time. All right. So this is sort of happening. So apparently, Jeff Rowe, uh, uh, kiss of death, 
Ugh, I got a depressed guy to kill himself. Kiss of death. Boogity, boogity, fucking idiot. Jeff Rowe might be the biggest, most over-fucking-hyped douchebag idiot that's ever been in politics. This is the guy that, that on his own made sure Ted Cruz will never be president. Now he's the guy that on his own makes sure Ron DeSantis will never be president. So fucking Jeff Rowe, Mr. I got a fucking weak guy who was already suicidal to kill himself and then had the nerve to call himself the kiss of death, Mr. Scary Scary Pants, fucking bitch. Uh, he apparently is throwing in the fucking towel with a whole bunch of other people. This is funny. Many GOP anti-Trumpers are throwing in the towel. Yeah, no shit. We broke you. I own your fucking soul, you pussy. All those millions, you couldn't even beat a fucking team that did it for free. Eat shit. A growing number of anti-Trump Republicans are giving up and giving in to the belief that nothing will stop him from winning the GOP's presidential nomination. Yeah, I told you that at the beginning of the year, you fucking nerds. Beginning of the year, I told you. I was like, we're going to fucking wreck your shit. I told them about the, in January. Not only, the only, I told them, remember the rant in, in the January shows. You can't beat Trump. The only thing you can do is destroy yourself. It's literally what I kept saying. You will not beat Trump. He, he is unbeatable in the Republican primary. But the only thing you can ensure is that you yourself get eradicated. And that's what happened. It's exactly what happened. I told them, you can't beat him. You can only destroy yourselves. And they were like, well, watch this. Yeah, give me 50 million. Give me a... Dude, at one point, DeSantis had like a hundred and some odd million dollar war chest, you guys. Wrecked. Wrecked by a bunch of shit posters and fucking dank uh, Team Trump members. I mean, that's, that's what got you wrecked. Completely and totally destroyed. They threw all the money and all the things at the fucking, at, for their candidate. And people were like, that guy sucks. I saw him, a meme of him eating meatballs. It was weird. I'm not voting for a meatball. Now dude's down to his last five milli. He might not make it out of October. He may not make it out of October, you guys. If he wanted to make it out of October, he should give me his $5 million and we'll, we'll leave him alone until January. Like, that's my offer to you, DeSantis. If you want your campaign to last until the new year, give me $5 million and we'll take a 60-day vacation, but then we're going to buttfuck you come the new year. That's the best way you could spend your money. Anyway, short of you giving me $5 million to stop fucking having the team absolutely demolish you, you're going to run out of money by the end of the month. And honestly, can you blame him? This fucking guy, $5 million is all they've got left. They pissed through a hundred and some odd million and no one, no one in this entire campaign for the entire duration of it bothered to spend $2 on a box of tissues for this cunt's pocket. Governor, hi. Uh, you and Donald Trump have gone back and forth in the last few days over who turned. Oh, gross, dude. Oh, come on. Yep, there it is, Rod. Nice, just really not disgusting at all. Let's go brow, snot, mouth snot, cheek. Is that a signal? Hey, Q-Tards, can you fucking decode that? Was that a signal? Is that some kind of deep state he's part of the club signal? Was he wearing red shoes? You know what's really funny? 
is they could have done a play on his booger wiping and spent a little bit of money, okay? And got him a handkerchief. And Casey could have even got one of those really nicely mammogrammed handkerchiefs with his name on it. We know with the, with the mammogram, with the mammogram lettering that says DeSantis, right? They could have just, they could have mammogrammed it on there and he could have, <laughs> and it could have said his name. She missed it. Instead, they kept doing it with the vests. <laughs> it would have been great, but instead, <laughs> he didn't do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> Trev, Trev, why are you going to ruin the party, you fucker? <laughs> All right. Yeah, he could have, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Damn it. Let's see. It's the... You just want to. No? Ah, oh, damn it. Whole chat figured it out quick. All right, fine. Anyway, my whole point is she could have had that stupid shit fucking uh, put on there. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, like all it would have taken was like 30 bucks on Etsy to fix his problem. And they just pretended there wasn't one. Like, hey, you know, he keeps wiping boogers on his own face and others' hands and heads and shit. And they're like, that's just, you know what's really funny? I feel like they kind of like, they, they sort of adopt this mindset that like whatever Trumpers say is like a conspiracy and part of a cult, right? So like if that's if that's like your mindset, then like you tell DeSantis, you're like, stop wiping boogers on people's heads. And then he's like, that's a conspiracy theory. And you're like, what? And then he's like, like Trump people say I do that. And you're like, no, the video says you do that. And he's like, uh-uh. Like I think in their minds, they're like, whatever you say is part of a cult messaging. And, it, and it's like, no, we're telling you, you should just get a handkerchief. You, first time you wipe boogers on a guy's head, you could have just been like, here, Mr. Governor, put this in your pocket. Every time you have to wipe your brow, you just do this. You wipe your nose, put the thing back in your pocket and you're done. It's like 20 bucks for like a custom nice one. But instead they're like, no, Mr. DeSantis, if you do this, you're, you're verifying the conspiracy that you wipe boogers on people's heads. And he's like, good point. And they're like, so what should I do? Just keep being yourself. Like, imagine you kept telling him to be himself, but himself is why he lost 35 points in the polls. He was at 46%, you guys. He's at nine. He went from 46 to fucking nine. Nine. And they kept telling him, keep being yourself. And he's like, I think I, like, yes, be yourself is good advice if you're not a cunt, but you should never be yourself if you're a cunt. What you should do is fake being somebody else until you slowly adopt the new personality that isn't a cunt. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. It's like the fucking, it's like one of the rules of success. It's like, oh shit, I'm kind of a cunt. And you're like, yeah, don't, just pretend you're not a cunt. You're like, okay, what should I do? Well, act more like the guy that's not the cunt. Okay, I'll act more like him for a little while. And then slowly, hopefully, it sets in. You're like, dude, my personality sucks. I think I'm going to take on somebody else's. This isn't even complicated. Instead, they just kept telling him, they're like, go out there and do what you've been doing. And he's like, okay, fucking. It was like, dude, it's a fucking disaster. 
It's a disaster, and that brings forth mystery meme. You and Donald Trump have gone back and forth in the last few days over who turned Florida red. Do you believe that you have more support here in the Sunshine State than the former president? Well, he won by three. I won by 20. So I don't know what you think is better. (laughs) I don't know what you think is better. I don't know what you think is better. I don't know what you think is better. (laughs) Mystery meme. Do we have any guesses? As you're all attempting to figure out the mystery meme, I'm gonna point out something. I won by 20 and he won by three. Which do you think is better? Um, He got a million votes more than you. This is like one of the most cringy fucking things I've ever seen in my life. He got a million votes more than DeSantis. And DeSantis is like, I got 20, I won by 20. And Trump only won by three. And it's like, but he got a million more people to turn out to vote for him. A million. Not like a thousand or he got 10,000. A fucking million people more voted for Trump in 20 than voted for DeSantis in 2022. And he's like, I want my party. It's like, dude, what? Or you're an idiot. This guy's a fucking idiot. Like, he doesn't understand anything. Because if Trump was in his primary, Trump would have bottomed him out by 40. Like, Trump's beating him by 40 in his own state right now. Like, in Florida. Like, fine, you fucking retard. Trump won by three against a general election. You won by 20 in a fucking governor gubernatorial race. Okay, let's set it aside. In the primary race, head-to-head in the same fucking election, apples to apples, you are losing by 30 fucking points or 40 points in your home state. Like, you're, you're, what's more than, what's better, winning by 20 or winning by 40? Because that's what he's about to do to you, you fucking retard. He's about to beat you in your home state where you're the sitting governor by fucking double the number you got elected with. What an idiot. Anyway, whose uh, meme was this? Do we have Do we have a guess? Is someone going to tell me? Because I don't know who this is. I wasn't told. Nobody told me whose meme this was. So I'm just sitting here just totally lost. Totally lost. That's my guess. Did anybody tell me? I don't know who it was. Who is? Are we just going to give it? Lauren Eve says it was MAGA Devil Dog, which means it was obviously California. <laughs> Thank you, California, for another great meme. Was it Devil Dog? He says I'm not taking credit, so I don't know. No, that has to be Devil Dog, because this, this is California. 
<laughs> you can't really alienate them because you need them to support you, but you need to differentiate or distinguish yourself uh, from President Trump. I mean, Hillary Clinton just said something like, uh, maybe that cult needs some re-educate, go to some re-education uh, training or something just to get out of the Trump cult. But you see what you're up against and how difficult it is. Yeah, Do but you? I don't, I reject that. I mean, look, these are, these are patriotic Americans. Uh, they want to see How do you the keep them, though, well. if, you, if you attack uh, you, President Trump? You've, you've had trouble walking well, you, that fine line between really attacking him and, and not wanting to alienate the, his, his uh, There's a lot of differences. These are all, this is all fair game. Some people will be with Trump no matter what, but I think the bulk of the people are people that appreciate what he did. They also understand that he's okay. got limitations in terms of his elect, electability. Uh, he's going to be a, he would be a lame duck on day one if he could even get elected. I think he'd have major problems with personnel. Okay. And of course, he didn't deliver on his core promises okay. to drain the swamp, to have Mexico pay for the border wall, or to eliminate the debt. He added $7.8 to the okay. debt. So that's all fair game. We're going to be able to make that case. Right. Uh, and I've delivered on these policies okay. better than anybody. We got it. <laughs> DeSantis had himself a rough day yesterday. It, uh, Jesus, Mike, that was brutal. Uh, he had himself a bad day. Here's the deal, all right? DeSantis went, where's my fucking photos? Hold on. This fucking guy, he goes, he's got 40 people at his event in Tampa. He's from the area. He's the governor of Florida from one of the largest cities in the entire state. He grew up around there. And you got 40 people to show up to your shitty event? Can we just all appreciate this level of failure? Here's the event. And they could not believe Laura Loomer had the gall to not take a break from protesting while they prayed, like she would know that. What a bunch of fucking dorks. Those sheriffs that we're about to honor today and highlight their support, make sure that your hand guides them as they provide safety and security as first responders in making our state safe. Dear God, please provide providence over the state legislators, Ashley Moody, and every other elected official who's up here Okay. Okay, hold on. There's a few things we need to talk about. Number one, Laura Loomer gives zero fucks about your event, okay? This is such an easily solved problem. Number one, don't hold your event in a shitty tiny little venue that's seven feet from the street. Like, I get it, you can't afford a better venue nor a bigger one because then it'd look even worse. But you held an event where there was some shitty doors and a curtain and then your guy standing there speaking. Of course you're going to hear her. Now, there's a couple things we got to talk about that are going to be slightly awkward, but I, of course, I'm going to discuss them because that's what I do. We need to fast forward. 
this video. We're gonna little we're gonna do a little editing here. Okay, there's a man who comes into the frame here and he power walks over there. Let me see if I can get this. I'm gonna slow it down. He's in a floral Hawaiian shirt. And I'm gonna show you a couple of things here. The man in the floral Hawaiian shirt is Lispy Crisp. Chris. He is a homosexual man from Florida that has been a influencer on social media for DeSantis. Now, Lispy Chris powers himself towards the door with his camera because he's going to confront someone. He had all of the fucking, like, I'm going to handle this. I got this. Bitch was super motivated. He was like, I fucking, who's disrupting my governor? I'm, I'm Lispy Chris. And he starts heading to the back door or the front door rather. The challenge is this motherfucker power walks to that glass and sees it's Laura and chooses not to go outside. No one pointed this out. Watch him. This dude, he comes out, of, he comes into frame here in a second when they pan back to the left. You'll see Lispy Chris come into frame. There he is, boom, oh, I got this. Oh, I'm gonna handle this. This is ridiculous. Who would be disrupting DeSantis' event? What kind of an animal would disrupt this event? I'm gonna fucking hand, oh shit, that's Laura. Look, he goes through the door and he sees it's Loomer and he's like, never mind. Dude even reached for the door, realizes it's Loomer, and immediately gives up, doesn't go outside. You fucking bitch. You absolute fucking bitch. He fucking saw Bro, you fucking power walked, got to the door, was like, oh, hell no. Nope. You're on your own, Governor Meatball. I'm not going out there with that. Did you guys see him? He even reached. He was like, I'm going to... Well, take care of this. And he fucking goes to the door and he looks and he's like, <laughs> that's Laura Loomer. Fuck that. He was like, fuck, nope, nope. Okay, we're not done with that video because I haven't made it awkward enough. Let's zoom in. All right, we're going to kill the fucking audio because it don't matter. Let me take it down. And this is going to be disturbing. We're not done with Lispy Chris in the fucking Hawaiian shirt. You ready? He goes fucking, he goes power walking over there and something I've never noticed in any of his videos before became apparent. Lispy Chris is gonna come into frame and you're not gonna notice until he's a little bit further from the camera what I'm about to tell you. So here he comes, he's gonna come into frame, boom. Lispy Chris is sauntering. Look at his walk. Lispy Chris has childbearing hips. He has childbearing hips. You can tell by his gait that that man is ready for babies. Did you see the way he walked over there? I noticed it right away. I was like, dude, what in the fuck? Lispy Chris has childbearing hips. He absolutely has childbearing hips. I don't know how many children he he's you know he's had, and I'm sure he's been trying, but did you guys see that? He was like That shit's awkward as fuck, dude. You should never have that as a man. Whatever you have to do to modify your body to eliminate 
fucking childbearing hips as a dude, you should do that. I don't care how much money you have to spend. I don't know if that means like tons of personal trainers or plastic surgery, whatever it takes to make sure you don't have childbearing hips as a man, you should definitely address it because you should never look like that. You should never sashay up there with your fucking, fucking childbearing hips. And they're like wide. He's like wide baby hips. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, oh, fuck, bro. Oh, that's bad. That's all, that's all sorts of bad. And you know what? That's really not something he can control. That's just something that God was like, you're probably going to suck. So I'm going to make sure people have a warning ahead of time. All right. So if that wasn't enough, Loomer, who was out front, did eventually do battle with some of the most medicated members of the DeSantis team. And by team, I mean, I don't know, drunk white bitches out on the front fucking steps. And this is what sort of transpired. It's pretty amazing. You are a fucking lunatic. You are a lunatic. She's over-exaggerated. She over-exaggerated cancer. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. How do you use Totally stable. How do you use cancer? Totally stable. The people wanted to see some woman in menopause, like, go through some crazy lunatic rage fit online. Do you have a mirror at home? Really? I'm the lunatic? I do have a mirror. I mean, I've got video of it. Why are you not focusing on anything positive? Okay, we're gonna do an interview right now. Oh my god. Loomer will tell you that you're a fucking crazy menopause woman and then walk away laughing at you. Shout out to Dilly 300 member there filming. Loomer, I love you. I love you. I absolutely love Loomer. She gives zero fucks. I love it. Oh, come on. Really? We don't even have, we don't even have good fucking trolls on YouTube. Trev, do you want to nuke the troll or do you want me to do it, bud? Trev could do it, I guess. I'm too quick on the draw. We've got a troll on YouTube. If you guys, I I wouldn't leave it for Trev because he doesn't get a lot of them over there. Trev, you want to deal with it or you want me to deal with it? I was going to nuke him immediately, but I was like, that will take the fun away because Trev loves getting to use the band hammer. Did you want to use the band hammer, Trev, or should I? Hmm? We debating? Should we let him stay? Who wants the troll to stay on YouTube? They're super, super fucking hurt. Oh, he already dealt with them. Trev already nuked him. I saw the very first post. And I was like, really? Laura Loomer's a badass. Was that lady compelling? Let, let, look, like, let's, let's slow it down. This is fun. I like playing the, the uh, freeze frame game. This will be fun. Let's go here. Yeah, we'll go, let's go here and here. All right, you guys ready? This will be fun. Now let's loop it. We'll loop it. We got it at half speed. This is only a little five second loop. You guys like playing the game, right? Lunatic. 
She's over-exaggerating. She over-exaggerated. Yeah, you're doing well, honey. Compelling. Totally compelling. Yep. Take political advice from this lady. Yeah, she's going well. You're doing great, hon. No, you're doing good. Everyone should listen to you. Everyone should listen to you. You're definitely... Hold on, let's do it one more time. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're doing good. Oh. Who wouldn't want to take advice from this fucking absolutely... Can you imagine being married to that? Fuck. You couldn't... I couldn't get far enough away. I would spend whatever I had in my bank account to buy a one-way ticket to fuck offville for myself. I'd leave everything. I'd walk away from a career, all my kids, my fucking ever, my TV. I'd walk away from everything. I'd just be like, oh, I guess this is it for me. Fucking start liquidating shit. She'd be wondering what's going on. I wouldn't even be professional about it. I'm not even getting a proper divorce. I'm just getting on a plane someplace and never coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have to fight and deal with this. I'm just like, you know what? Because if you've been married to that, you already know. You're just taking that cash. You get on a plane, someplace where your money will spend. You know, it'll stretch a little further. Maybe South America somewhere. And you just disappear. Grow a nice beard. Get a straw hat. Never come back. She can tell all of her her friends and family that you abandoned them. And no one, everyone will tell you your face. They'll say, I am so sorry. But privately, they'll be like, I get it. Like, they'll all understand. You understand me? Like, people like this happen every day where someone will show you fake empathy just because it's the polite thing to do. But secretly, they're like, he made a good decision. He made a good decision. This is, this right here is not how you win an argument in politics. It doesn't work. Because eventually some guy like me is going to slow down the video and then make your face super famous for all the wrong reasons. Even the lady in the back is like, my God, she's unhinged. The lady in the back knows. The lady in the back is like, we're not together. Like, we both are at an event at the same time, but I actually am not with this lady. The lady in the back is smirking like, holy fuck. Uh, Can we just focus on the positive? Can you just shut the fuck up and vote for Trump on uh, November fucking 3rd, 2024? Thank you. I don't even want you, women like this, I don't even want you out stumping for Trump because you eventually are going to bend the knee. All you whores eventually do. You're going to bend the knee, okay, lady? I just, you do not need to be on the campaign trail. You need to stay the fuck home. You stay at home and you fucking begrudgingly vote Trump next November. But between now and then, just shut the fuck up. I don't want to see you at any rallies. I don't want to see you with your fucking MAGA earrings or your new Trump 24 shirt. Just both of you bitches, just stay the fuck home and vote on in November, okay? It's all we need. <laughs> it's been a rough week for the ladies here on The Dilly Show. I don't know what's going on. Laura's a badass, though. She's a fucking savage. And you know what? Let me show you the opposite. Can I show you real power? That 
is shrill, unfucking hinged bullshit. That's not power. Can I show you power? Do you guys want to see real power? Let me show you real power. Yesterday afternoon, my friend Carrie Lake text messaged me and said to me, she sent me actually a, a text and a tweet, and it was Ruben Gallego, congressman of Arizona, was trying to troll her because they were on the same plane. And Ruben was mocking Carrie because he was back in the back of the plane and Carrie was in first class. So Carrie sends me this tweet and she's like, look at this. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's trying to mock her. She says, maybe I will come and find you. Because he said, why don't you come back here and talk to me on the plane? Which Carrie knew better. You don't do that on a plane. But Carrie Lake is a pro and a fucking badass. And she waited until they were at the airport. And then she went and talked to Ruben Gallego. I've never, we, we met once when you were actually still uh, on TV. I've never That's actually, a journalist. Yeah. Hours, but well, look forward to that. I think we're going to have a great race. It's going to be a, a knockdown drag out. And yeah. unfortunately, our, our border is wide open. You and Kirsten have had a lot of time to do something about it. And even the Democrats are upset about it, Ruben. There's a lot we can say do. We've been doing some good work. I think there's some common ground here I could find on. Look, we need to figure out how to get people here legally so they don't go to the illegal manner. We've got plenty of people here. The oh. problem is we, we have plenty of people here right now. We have millions of people here. Right, look, fentanyl, you want to go talk to your, fentanyl, uh, some of the mayors? Fentanyl has killed more young people. And they come through our and ports of And you've had an opportunity to vote. This is Ruben Gallego. He's I, had I, a, I, our, I, border, our border is wide open. He's trying I'm to run right. for Senate. Our border is wide open. Fentanyl is killing our young people. And it goes through the ports of entries. 90% no, coming of the ports all of entries. But, but that's not and We should really fund more border patrol. Under, President, border patrol. under President Trump, we had a secure border. Oh, that's and I'm telling you, but I look, I it look is. forward to working, uh, working together if we can. And obviously, we'd have more conversations about this. And I think it's well, great we're going to have conversations. Have a, I think and it's great that we have a civil conversation too. Civil, absolutely. But you know what's not civil? People dying on the streets. And in your district, you have our the state. In your district, our state. You no, know, it's your district. You have, the, you have the fastest growing homeless population in the country. My there are veterans. Also has the fastest growing the, economy in the country. And this you're, is our so, state. So this is our problem. So you're together. okay. No, I had a, I had a solution for a homeless population. And I look forward to working. You did real right. You did. And, and this guy wants to destroy our country. He really does. You have the fastest growing homeless population in the country, in your happy. district. I've been bringing You've got veterans dying, and you're voting to cut veterans? That's absolutely not yeah, true. That is absolutely that. true. Absolutely I just saw not. your vote I in committee. Act, act. I've worked as a veteran. I've received... VA and I appreciate, myself. thank you, good to see you. So I appreciate your service to our country, but I sure wish that you'd care more about our border. We're a border state. I do care about the border. As a matter of fact, I will go down the border with you. Let's talk to the mayors. Let's get together. I'm glad that you finally are solutions. going down to the border because I you've had a chance to vote on it. You've had a chance to vote on it. Look, let's go down the border together. Let's get the mayors together. That's tell us about some really sane solutions that aren't just, you know, easy uh, answers, right? So like you know what we're saying? You like know what we're saying? Putting more border, like up more uh, border. Ruben, Ruben. Port of entry, Ruben. helping out more Ruben, background checks. Ruben, we have to finish the wall. You do realize that Joe Biden. That's not a simple answer. You do realize, yes, that's it is simple. Answer. You do realize there's, that Joe Biden. There's Bi a lot of things we do. We should do some border wall. We should do 
add some more. You do realize that president add some ports of entries. There's a lot of these to do, but just one thing does not answer it. At you all. do realize that President Trump was on the verge of finishing the border wall. He was doing it without support. Right. We had three, may get, may I also, finish? No. Or do you just like to interrupt? Fifty dollars. You just want to interrupt? I believe it was only fifty miles, and Mexico was supposed to pay for it, and he never did. Mexico helped us immensely with tens they, of thousands of they soldiers. They pay for it. They do not pay for it. Ruben. So let's be Joe clear. Joe Biden, your hero, gave away $300 million in border wall materials. You know that. For nothing. Me. That is absolutely We're still true. We're for Mexico to pay for it. it you know what? But again, Mexico chipped this in. This is something you and I can work together on. I no, think no I'm not working together down. with you. I'm going to beat you. So let's go talk. I'm going to beat you. We're going to save Arizona. Ruben Gallego, that is actual power. That is somebody that's like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to tell you where you're wrong over and over. And then when you do this thing where you're trying to get me to work with you, I'd rather just beat you. That's, that's what getting your shit pushed in looks like uh, with the most graceful, classy reply. And he asked for it. And here's what he didn't realize. I guarantee you that simple fuck didn't know she was wearing a mic. And he's f getting filmed in a public location, so he can't do shit about it. She had the mic on. It picked up perfect the audio on the phone. He knew he was being filmed, but I don't think he knew that, that every syllable was going to be recorded. There is no way Ruben Gallego is going to agree to debate Carrie Lake by next next fall no way and as a matter of fact i don't think ruben gallego can get past kirsten cinema she destroyed that guy and what an absolute beta male puss like ugh. i bet he fucking shakes hands like this i bet he just grabs your hand and then just and then immediately tries to place your penis in his mouth he's just like it's like a dead fish he's like He's all, uh, he like caresses you. And then, and then he, he cites the fact that he was, he served in the military. Which I know that makes every military member just go. Like you just cringe. How hard do you guys cringe when you see Ruben Gallego reference his service in the military? You just go, fuck. Wasn't he a Marine? Was Gallego army or Marine? Does that just make you guys just go, fuck, this simpy little fucking Fruit Loop? I know all the military men just went, God damn it. Because he's like, I was, I was in the, I served. It's like, dude, okay. I mean, I guess. I think he, no, Devil Dog, you better research, bro. I think, I think he's a fucking Marine. I think he's a Marine. I hope I'm wrong. Beardo says he's the 10% that sneak in. Can, let's, Trev, we're going to go, is Trev in here? We'll go to Trev for the official. I need, I need to know what this guy was. Do we have an answer? <laughs> Double Dog said, fuck you, Brendan. <laughs> Dude, he did. He served though, right? And he was, was he a Marine? Or was he an, was he Army? I don't think he was Navy. Do I, I might have to look it up myself? 
Someone says Air Force. Trev's checking now. I feel like I, I kind of remember this from before. Brandy says Marine. I'm right. He was a Marine, wasn't he? After college, Gallego joined the Marines. After completing training in the School of Infantry, he deployed to Iraq with the Lima Company, 3rd Battalion, 25th Marines. Told you. I told you. I fucking try to tell you. And I know every Marine in here was like, no. Because you're just like, how? Right? Like, how did this little diminutive, wafy fuck? Isn't that brutal? I know. I'm sorry, guys. Got to police your own, though. I don't tell you. You know what I mean? It's it's just like when fucking uh, whenever the Navy SEALs that watch the show have to see me talk about Crenshaw and they're like, God, you know what I mean? Because they're just like, fuck, not this fucking guy again. I know. Brutal. I know. It's brutal. Things happen. People change. Too many jabs, maybe. I don't know. That dude's been a scumbag since forever. One of the things that Carrie Lake referenced in that video, though, and God, we love Carrie Lake. She's a fucking badass. That's why the meme team is going out to represent this show at Carrie Lake's event next week, VIP status. Blockhead wakes up. There will not be another foot of wall constructed by my administration. Joe Biden, 2020. Uh, whoops. Biden builds more border wall. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Joe fucking Biden. This is what he does. This is what he does. He embarrasses America and makes terrible decisions. Not that they're asking, what's your advice to the next, next House Speaker? I need to get my diaper changed right now. <laughs> Trey Fanzer is super mature. I don't know if you guys know this. He's like, he's one of the more mature members of our team. He's very mature. Not easy. It ain't easy being cheesy. Stop touching my wife. The creature is driven by rage. Wait, uh, hang, on a hang on a second. I'll be happy to meet with you after. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. What in the world is this? Stop it. Stop. You don't want. Yeah, it's clear. It's clear you don't want any answers. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Just stop it now. Well, I tell you what, if you shush up, I'll meet with you immediately after this, okay? Give me a knuckle sandwich full force at 90 miles per hour. Oh! I'll make
that dwells within him. Carver, you're a weird motherfucker. I like that meme though. <laughs> That's solid. That's a solid meme. Good job. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I just watched, but I liked it. Thanks, Bad Karma. <laughs> All right. Lastly, because I got news, I got Q and A stuff we got to do, but we got to talk about this. Is this a possibility? Is there a possibility that Mima? Grandma death herself, Hillary Clinton, could try and replace Joe Biden as the 2024 candidate. God, please let it happen. Very strong partisans in both parties in the past. Uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you. Uh huh. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Because I don't think you're shit, Grandma Death. You going to reprogram me, hun? You going to do it your, by your own hand? Huh? You going to send the FBI out? Please, please make this a reality. Come on, Hill Dog, make it happen. This is not the same Republican Party. We're not scared of you, bitch. We're not scared of you. I watched you get defeated by stairs, okay? I watched you lose to inanimate objects. You gonna reprogram, honey? You gonna do it yourself? Cause I don't think you're gonna do shit. I think you're going to sit up there stanking of vodka and fucking decomposing in front of the people and just crying about the fact you got your ass kicked by Donald Trump. I don't think you will do shit. I think you're just going to complain. Please run. Now, Hillary did say one thing that's important. She talks about MAGA extremists. And, uh, well, let's talk about... Nicknames. Of all the nicknames that unhinged weirdo establishment politicians have given us, MAGA, over the years, which is your favorite? Well, after 15,144 votes were uh, were cast, deplorables from Hillary Clinton still remains number one. However, we had a nice little battle for second and third place between fuckers by Chip Roy and extreme MAGA by Biden. Uh, listless vessels, courtesy of Meatball DeSantis, uh, was a paltry 5%. So DeSantis can't win any fucking race. But fuckers by Chip Roy is a, is a second place. Now, that's a, that is a damn near almost identical uh, vote there. That was a, it was a barn burner, honestly. I was, I was polling for fuckers, number one, because I think it's funny. 
But I get it. Deplorables is nostalgic. It feels good. We got a lot of swag that says proud deplorable shit like that. Because it'd be hard to print up Trump gear that says proud fucker. You know, proud fucker isn't really like as much as we all love it. We can't really market that, you know, like, you know, you can't really put team fucker on a shirt because most, you know, it's not deplorable went mega viral and fucker seems to be something that Chip Roy's gotten away with because nobody's highlighting it. But for me, I may refer to myself as a deplorable, but in my heart, I'll always be a fucker. You understand? So. So this might be confusing for some people. So like I use he and pronouns, right? But I don't identify as a man. But I'm trans and trans and binary. And I feel dysphoric about my body sometimes, like my curves and my butt. But at the same time, I like my boots. Like, that's fine. This is not, not weird. I don't, I don't know why you made this other than you knew it would make me uncomfortable to play on my show. Like, I love you C3P memes, but I feel like you were like, I'm going to make something that Brendan is uncomfortable playing on a Friday. And then, and then I played it. And then I was like, okay. Like everyone just kind of gets real quiet and looks around like, oh, okay. Thanks, Mike. Right? Like, thanks, Big Mike. But like, I don't think you thought this will go viral or anything. I think you just thought this is going to make Brendan super uncomfortable going into the weekend. And you know what? You're right, C3P memes. You made me very uncomfortable. This is a very uncomfortable video. This is, this is disturbing. It's a, it's a very, un, it's, it's, it's disturbing and it's uncomfortable and it's disturbing. <laughs> Man, all, all of the fuckers watching this show right now just step back from there. Like, did you guys do this? Because I did. I was like, you know? It was like, there's that. And I was like, the Hulk meme didn't make me uncomfortable. The Hulk meme was just, it was like, did we do drugs together? That's how the Hulk, the Hulk meme made me feel like I took the wrong CBD product again. You know, like the Hulk meme, I was like, is this still all the same meme? And he was just like, ah, mixing memes all together and calling it a meme. And it was just like, but that one was just like, You know what I mean? I was like, I don't like that. You know, I just, I just didn't like that. Hmm. It's like, I didn't like, I didn't not like the meme. I just didn't like how it made me feel mostly. All right, let's do some Q and a Friday, which I already did at the beginning of the show and yelled at everybody. So here we go. <laughs> this Dilly show doing fucking Q and a Friday after yelling at the audience. It's what I do. It's what makes this show unique. All right. Let's do this. You guys have questions. I have some answers, I'm sure. So somebody text messaged me a weird question. And I, now I don't know if it was a troll. Like, what if it was a professional? Can we just appreciate that I don't know who I'm talking to sometimes? Somebody texted me and said, can you guess who I am? And I looked it up and it had an Indiana area code, right? And I wrote, 
I wrote 812 equals Indiana equals Mike Pence. And I wrote, fuck off, Judas. But I actually don't know who that is. Like, it very well could be like a professional. It could be like, it could be somebody that was super important on the campaign trail. It could be, it could be somebody that like I needed that contact. Like they got my number from someone else and it's like super important. But I was in the middle of the show and they sent me that and I thought, well, it's an Indiana area code. So, so fuck off, Judas. So I don't know who I said. To, I don't know who I just told the fuck off. I, I mean, I'll probably find out it was somebody that I really should not have said fuck off to. But I thought it was funny. Right. But like if you send me that text and you're trolling me, I'm going to tell you back to fuck off and troll you. So 812, what part of the state is that? Lauren Eve, what part of the state, did, who, what part of the state did I just tell someone to fuck off? Like, I have an idea of, I think I might know who that was, but I don't know who that was. Because I don't know how they got my number. I'm like, why, why, why are you, if you're hitting me up and I didn't give you my number, then weren't, you should not be hitting me up. You feel me? Like, unsolicited shit is not welcome. I just told Bobby Knight to fuck off. Is he alive still? That's cool. And it wasn't wheels. So it's South Indiana. What? What's in South Indiana? What cities? Is there a big city down there? What's the biggest city down there? I just told somebody from Southern Indiana to fuck off. Oh, shut up, Trevor. Can you imagine of all the numbers Trump picks is fucking Indiana? That'd be funny. They never responded to me though, by the way. Yeah, whoever I just told the fuck off never replied. Which, I mean, I guess we'll never know now. <laughs> but this is like how I roll, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is how I roll. Don't try to troll me. Like, I'm the king of that shit. You don't try to troll me. Who did I just say to fuck off in Indiana? Why is Beardo writing, oh no? What do you guys think? <laughs> do we have a guess? Did you guys give my number out to somebody and then they thought they were funny and I told them to fuck off? You should never contact me unless it's been, you've been invited. Cause I, I'm gonna do that. Like I'm gonna do that, especially like cutesy shit like that. Which now I realize that might have been a girl. Cause like I'm, I don't, I don't know if a man would do that. If <laughs> what do you mean send it to you? You fucking you referred somebody to me and then I told him to fuck off. <laughs> I don't play games, so you could tell whoever it is. I stand by my text. <laughs> Here I'll send it to you, Beardo. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to Beardo. It would be so fucking funny if it's somebody like I shouldn't have said that to. Oh, hold on. I'll send it to Beardo just for funsies. I bet it wasn't anybody important. Hold on, Beardo. You text me yesterday. Let me find your number in here. There you are. Here, I bet you don't know who it is. <laughs> you can see them telling the truth, though. Whatever, don't troll me. Shit's not funny. All right, 
Q&A questions. Here we go. Let me get back. I got to go back in time a little bit. Uh, we answered that one already. That was last week. Hold on. Brendan, what would you do to remedy sciatica or hamstring issues? Back of thigh up into lower back. Mine has been killing me lately, but on a lighter note, I'm rocking a temporary pimp limp. Dude, you got to roll that shit out. You roll it out. Get a foam roller. Joe G, get a foam roller. All you do is roll that shit out. Roll out the sciatic nerve. Roll out the hamstrings. You got to do some self-myofascial release, release, my friend. It'll solve that shit for you real quick. Uh, talk to a rehab there, a physical therapist, dude. They'll, they'll get you right. Has Chip Soy taken the top ranking as biggest pussy of all current politicians? No. I know you'd think he would, but it's still DeSantis. DeSantis still holds, holds the fucking candle. Like, he's the goat of biggest pussies. You understand? It's not even close. It's not even close. Um, thank you for all you do I've been watching every day now for at least three years I cannot say how much I appreciate your words humor advice and outlook on everything oh thanks question I've been dating someone now almost a year I've noticed that he kisses his mother on the mouth when they say goodbye and goodnight she lives in his house and has taken he's he has taken care of her I'm having some serious issues with it. It is definitely kind of freaking me out. I do not think anything strange is going on, but it still bugs me. I think it's somewhat inappropriate and a little gross. What are your thoughts? I'm not sure I can get past this one. Oof. That's, that's a cultural thing. That's a cultural thing. So I'll, even I'm going to tread lightly because families and people in different parts of the world, in different parts of the country, have different cultures. Okay? I'm not... That's not something that I would do. A peck to mom, I wouldn't do it. All right? That's not... I wouldn't do that. But I'm not going to be somebody that's going to... Because I don't know the enough context here either. We don't know her age. It's, see, you said that he takes care of her, which makes me think that she's really, really old. Right? Like, you said he's taking care of her, which makes me think that, that she's not youthful which i think at some point if you've got a really really older mom and, and you give her kisses i don't want to judge you all right i'll be straight up with you guys i do a lot of comedy but this is like one of those things where i won't be i'm not gonna be a fucker because like if you have like a really sweet little old mom that you're taking care of and you give her kisses like a peck on the cheek or on the mouth like i'm not gonna do that because that's not my style but like but like, um, I'm not going to judge you either. Okay. So that's the only thing I'm going to say is like, you know, you didn't give me context. You're like, I think it's creepy and weird, but he's taking care of her, which infers that she's not some like 58 year old fucking, you know, gilf that you're like, holy shit. You know, she's got fake tits and she's m walking around the house and making you uncomfortable. You made it sound like she's probably kind of a, a little old lady. And at that point, I'm not judging. Okay. Right, like I'm not judging, but if this is like some youthful mom that's kind of still got it, you know, she's doing her thing, maybe then it's a little weird, right? Like, so I, I don't know how to answer this other than like, 
it sounds like it's a cultural thing and you probably need to talk to him about it. All right, you probably need to talk to him about it. Because I don't have, you didn't give me enough details. I need to know her age and I need to know what she looks like before I can make a full judgment, okay? I, I could probably give you a better answer and probably more of what you're looking for if I knew how old she was and if I knew what she looked like. But right now, I wanna say, don't judge. That's his mom and he's taking care of her and she lives in his house. Leave him alone, right? But you didn't give me enough. So I will wait for a follow-up email. All right, uh, Dilly, by the time Trump gets back into office, how long do you think it'll be when interest rates start to decline? Um, I think you might actually see rates come, pull back a little bit before he gets back in office. I think once he's in office, it'll be dramatic. It's my opinion. Dilly, uh, best of the family. Thanks for making me laugh during these tough times. Question regarding losing weight and exercise. I'm five foot one, 52 years old, and need to lose about a size. Focus on the mid area. Not easy for me to clean clean eat as I have food allergies, nuts, fruit, shellfish. How can I slip slim down the hip waistline? Thanks. Have a great weekend. Um, we can't spot reduce fat. It doesn't work that way. Okay. So since you can't spot reduce fat, I can't tell you do this exercise and the fat will go away. However, if I'm a 52 year old woman, um, with food allergies, you can still clean up your macronutrients, which means like you make sure you're eating more protein than fat. You can still cut a lot of sugars out. You can still cut a lot of sodium out and you can still do things like Pilates and yoga. So if you're only trying to lose one size, which is like literally four or five days of work, um, I, I don't think that's too hard to do, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Beardo. Thank you, Beardo. It wasn't Beardo's contact, everybody. I told someone else to fuck off. It was not, it was not Beardo's contact that I told the to fuck off. It was someone else that I don't know. I just told a stranger to fuck off. That's all. No big deal. All right. So moving on, we answered the uh, fitness question, I think, as best I could. I recently took a coaching class with your lovely mom and learned uh, more about real estate as a supplemental income source. I'm obviously holding off till we get an America back in the White House, but I've American back in the White House, but I'm taking some actions to save up a decent down payment for when the time is right. I took a class on stock market investing and somehow made 450% in two months. If this keeps up, I'll be making much more in the market than I can with real estate. Aside from diversification, is there any good reason I should still pursue real estate? Yes. The stock market, you're on a heater in a casino right now. I'll be straight up with you. The stock market is garbage. I'm not even going to give you stock advice because it's, it's just a casino. So in two months, you've been on a heater and you might continue to be on a heater and God bless you. But in, in my opinion, in my experience, the stock market doesn't hedge against inflation and real estate does. 
And if you don't know what that statement means, you have more research to do. The stock market is a fugazi. It's bullshit. It's not even real. It's, it's especially now, it's all algorithm, al algorithmic run. Real estate is still tangible. It's touchable. It's real. It, you can, but I'm telling you right now, you can't hedge against inflation on in paper assets. You can't. Good luck. But real estate, if I'm you, I'm taking the proceeds I'm making from the casino and I'm funneling them into tangible, physical, real assets that will, no matter what, protect me long-term against inflation. And, if, and like I said, there, you got more research to do. I'm not telling you to take a career in either. I'm telling you, even the word diversification downplays the significance of ownership of land and real estate. If you don't actually know why real estate is important, you need to do more reading. There is not a single fucking investment strategy in the history of America that is more um, proven than ownership of home and land. None. There's nothing that can take a family out of squalor generationally to wealth faster and simpler than the ownership of real estate. And I've got 140 years to, to uh, prove my point backing me. That's what you have to realize about real estate is a normal family with no understanding of investment or anything bought land in a prime location in over 40 years or 50 years became wealthy and they look smart and they're not. They just bought at the right place. Do you understand? Like families that owned a home in San Francisco, for example, in Golden Gate Park, and bought them in the 60s for $150,000 had no clue that they were making the greatest investment of their fucking lifetime. And as long as they maintained that house and then sold it before probably 2018 or 2020, you probably made nine or $10 million. That's the difference. You, you've got to do, I think you need to do a little bit more studying in the realm of invest, like what actually is real estate? And it's, it's not really close. I think that the stock market is easy money, but it's easy come, easy go. Real estate, if you do it correctly, can take your family and set you up permanently. It can make you powerful. And the stock market, unless you really are into that shit, and not that you, maybe you are, maybe you're like really savvy at it. I just think you need to diversify hev heavily and, and not just for the sake of diversification, but protecting your money. Uh, Mindy says, Brendan, thank you for recommending Angel Paste. Oh, good. Okay. I face planted a week ago. Oh, no. And Angel Paste has bigly sped up the healing process for my black eyes. Oh, my God. Busted lip. Oh, and the skin on my nose. You can't tell it's broken anymore. Oh, my God. I'm only telling you about my injuries because this product is great and I want people to know that you weren't just trying to sell the product. It is the real deal. Honey, I know that. I'm always like that. By the way, I'm fine. No damage to my eyes. I've been cleared to the, by the nose doctor and I'm ready to MAGA. 
can we maybe get you better shoes so you don't fall on your face again? And yes, I wasn't exaggerating when I told you angel paste is amazing. That's 100% true. Make sure I'm not... Okay, we're good. Make sure I'm not running out of time. Uh, shout out to Kenny from Beard Vet. I uh, ordered two shirts yesterday. System had an issue with the address. Kenny reached out to me via phone and problem solved it in 30 seconds and was very pleasant. Plus, Beard Vet Coffee rocks. Ordering more today. That's from Rich. Thank you, Kenny, and thank you, Rich. Yeah, I know. Kenny's the man. He's doing... Beard Vet is handling our... Uh, our fulfillment now, they have a fulfillment house known as Beard Threads, and they're handling the fulfillment of, of shirts. So, yes. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words, and I know Kenny's in the chat right now, Rich, and I know he, uh, he is taking really good care of our customers, so that was awesome. Thank you, Kenny, and thank you for letting us know. Hey, bro, the problem I keep seeing is that people will say about the Hannity's and the Mark Levin's of the world, they're so ri they're rich, so they're successful. They still don't get that they've been selling out America for money. Bingo. Bingo. Being rich does not mean you're actually successful or even smart, by the way. Got to stop measuring that shit that way. Dilly, what's your favorite 90s band? Ooh. Favorite 90s rock band. I'm assuming you mean rock band. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Let me think about it. God, there's some good ones, aren't there? We're going to get a whole... Now that you've asked this question, the entire chat will fill with suggestions, right? It'll be Pearl Jam, Nirvana. It'll be a bunch of fucking Rage Against the Machine people, right? There'll be a... There's going to be everything in there. Go ahead. Fill it up. I already know. 90s. Metallica was 80s, 90s, I guess. The Black Crows. Chumbawamba, according to fucking wheels. <laughs> Alice in Chains. 90s band. Um, I'm at, like all of the the music you guys just named are they're all they've they're great. But you asked for mine, right? You guys want to know my favorite 90s band? Oof. Trevor is a big Nickelback guy. He's a big, he's a big Nickelback fan. So that's going to be his. Um, who's the other one? Who's the really big one that everybody, with Scott Stapp, remember them? Is Scott Stapp with fucking, uh, what was that, Creed? Someone will say Creed, and you actually probably wouldn't be totally off as far as like successful 90s bands. They were massively successful. Kenny's a big NSYNC fan, I figured. I actually kind of figured him more for a Backstreet Boy, but that's nice. That's nice. Um, oh, Devil Dog said he said Creed. Oh, okay. I should have known. If you're going to ask me what's the most like 90s band that 
I list. I don't know. I listen to all I, everything you guys are naming. I listen to, right? So I think you'd be really hard pressed in the '90s if you're only looking at '90s music. I think you'd be really hard pressed to have anybody with a better '90s music catalog than the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know if you can get a better 90s catalog than, than the Red Hot Chili Peppers if you're just looking 90s. Because, I, like, I agree. All the bands you named are amazing. Alice in Chains and all these. But I think the most, like, 90s band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I think they might have probably one of the better catalogs of the 90s. And I don't, and that's because they're like, they, they have a 90s sound too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really saying that they're the best band. I'm saying if you gave me only 90s Chili Peppers catalog against only 90s like other, I think I would not be skipping a lot of their songs. You feel me? Like, like we all kind of know if, if, if you're driving and you put on the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you just played 90s music, you're you're going to probably get to drive for two and a half or three hours before you skip a song. Right? I'm not saying they had the best, like, I don't know, man. And you know who else would, would probably give them a, a good run too would be, and I don't even like some of these guys now, but like, I could make an argument for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, and probably make an argument for you too during the 90s. Offspring also, I really like Offspring. I have their, their greatest hits. But you could make an argument for 90s rock music. See, I wasn't a Stone Temple Pilots guy, so I think a lot of people say that. And I wasn't really a, I was not a, a fucking Pearl Jam guy at all either. I'm just saying, and I'm not a I'm not a U2 fan, by the way. I'm saying you could make arguments for some of these musicians. In my mind, though, it's it's probably gonna be 90s red hot chili peppers. Yeah, and U2 forced their album on everybody in 2010. I know. Matchbox 20. Yeah, you're flipping that. You're gonna get 45 minutes into their greatest hits and be bored. That's the difference. If we're really being super honest, if you put on the Red Hot Chili Peppers greatest hits album, it's going to get you from point A to point B. But if you take Matchbox 20 or Goo Goo Dolls, you're going to get 25 or 30 minutes in and be like, I'm done listening to this fucking music. And Guns N' Roses is not a 90s band. They, I would argue Guns N' Roses was shit by 94. 92, 93, they were dank. By 94, out. And I thought about Linkin Park too, Beardo, but Linkin Park really didn't take off until 2000. Like 99, but by like 2000, 2001 was their like peak. So 90s, it's Soundgarden. See, these are all bands that had like a good album and the rest were shit. If you're honest, I, I think that, Red Hot Chili Peppers started making great music in the late 80s and then made the peak of the bulk of their great music in the 90s. And then 
really their one of their best albums came out in 2003 or four, right? Californication. Ozzy Osbourne is in a 90s fucking, that's not 90s music. Ozzy is 80s at best. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think of Ozzy Osbourne as a 90s rock artist. You would think of him as, as maybe a 70s or 80s, right? Stained had one good album too. Again, I have the greatest hits. Stained, you're going to play a little bit of that fucking one. That, you're going to be bored as shit by the ninth song. Bored as shit. This, what I'm saying is like, even if you took Green Day greatest hits, I can play Green Day's greatest hits for an hour and 20 minutes and no one will blink. No one will blink. In my mind, if you've got to have a catalog that can take me past an hour. If your catalog, if I'm by 40 minutes in and I'm like, fuck, then you're not. See, Randy doesn't like give it away, which was early 90s from Green, Green or uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm standing by my original answer. I think it's, I think it's the, I think the best band with the best catalog catalog of the 90s is is green day or is uh is a red hot chili pepper excuse me i like green day too from back then and rumble just sent out the notification that my show is on really appreciate that rumble fuck these motherfuckers i don't even care no more there it's chili peppers we're done Everybody just got their notifications that the show is on. Van Halen is 80s, not 90s. Come on, stop it. You know better. Smashing Pumpkins, another good pick. But again, I'm going to give you, if I give you six Smashing Pumpkins songs, by the time you get to the seventh one, you're like, their fucking music sucks. But I could play 18 songs from the Chili Peppers and you'll fucking not bat an eye. This is my argument, Right? All of the bands you guys have said had awesome like five songs, four songs, six songs, eight songs. None of them had 20. And I think that's what makes them a little bit different, right? I love 90s rock, by the way. I thought it was so eclectic. Phantom can't sit through a single song from Smashing Pumpkins. Are you out of your fucking mind? Really? Bullet with butterfly wings? Really? Not one? Really? That's a dude. I don't care who the fuck you are. That's a great song. Neither can Trev. Are you serious? Neither. That's that. If if I gave you that one song, that song is a fucking absolute home run. Oh, come on. Uh, you don't like his voice. You don't like Jimmy Corgan? Corgan? Is that what his name was? Corgan? Jim, was it Jimmy Corgan? Shout out to uh, Eddie. Rest in peace three years ago. Yeah, Van Halen. Yeah. I like Smashing Pumpkins, bro. I think that's just, a, that's going to be a taste thing. Like, if you don't like them, you don't like them. But I like them. Yeah, I like them. I don't got a problem. It was Billy Corgan. I thought it was Jimmy. Billy, thank you, Beardo. It was Billy Corgan. I knew I was close. It was something fucking cheesy. Billy Corgan. That's right. I couldn't remember his fucking name. Thanks. 
Yeah, like, I get it. I can see why you might not like the music. But, and the thing is, is I'm only good for, like, three of their songs, if I'm being super honest. A lot of these, I'm just good for, like, three songs, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I'm good for, like, th most of the people you guys are naming, it's, like, three songs. I'm like, eh, I'm out. Jimmy Eat World was fun, Randy, but we don't talk about that for because one of our Dilly 300 members was a member of the band and quit like months before they went mega fucking famous. So we don't talk about that because it's a sore subject. We have a, we have a fucking member of the Dilly 300 who was a part of what turned out to be a massively successful band and he left like right before they blew up. And he was like, oh, he's still friends with them to this day, but still, still sucks. <laughs> do I like cake yeah they're all right yeah we we don't speak of this because garlic dick gets super hurt all right I'm done I'm done I'm done I gotta get going I think I have to go pick up my kid let me see hold on I got text messages sometimes they'll tell me I can go a couple minutes extra or not By the way, the official, official music man of the Dilly Show gave me the green light on the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers vote. And he said, he said, you two is subjective. Just so we're clear, officially, California has endorsed my pick of Red Hot Chili Peppers as probably best 90s band. And he says, you two is subjective, which I agree. Because I don't really like a lot of U2 stuff. I like, like, there's like three other songs I think is actually, U2 is weird. They've got like three songs that I'm like, incredible. And then a bunch of songs that I'm like, I hate this shit, which is really weird. That's my opinion of you too. There's like three songs that I'm like, fuck, like that's great music. And then there's just a whole bunch that I'm like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I don't, I think they're very, I think it's very like you either, I think people like either love them or hate them. Trev says he likes their instruments. See, I agree with you, Trev. There's some songs that they recorded that are so clean and so fucking good. But then some that you're just like, ugh. But no one pushed back against Chili Peppers. And I think we all agree on that. I think from, from beginning to end of 90s, Chili Peppers were dropping fucking badass albums all the way through. Even up until 2000, I think... When did, when did Californication come out? 03? 02? When did, when did Californication come out? That was a 2000s album, right? That wasn't a 90s. I feel like Californication was like 01? 02? 03? Because that, I mean, that's an incredible fucking album, like decade of music. <laughs> I, I want to get this answer before I go. Because that whole thing is fucking good. Yeah, they're, they're, all of them are, are anti-Trump, so you guys can get over that shit. Randy says 99. Was it 99? Are you sure? Do we have that confirmed? Yeah, you guys can... We, I don't apply politics to everything, or you, you just won't, you won't have anything. You won't enjoy it. It was 99? Yeah, okay. So, right, that's what I'm saying. That's like, dude... That's how you finish the 90s? Fuck. Like, that's how they finish the decade. 
all of that music in between, and then they finished with that. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Darren says you too. Oh, give me a break, Darren. You're not, I will put, tell Darren we will put, we will put Red Hot Chili Peppers, their albums through the 90s against U2's albums in the 90s. And it's not close, bro. It's not close. All right, I gotta go. We could stay here all day. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and let's keep taking it all back. See ya. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.